Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hello, hello, hello. We have got Sonia Highfield with us, who is a wealth expansion coach, which I really love that language. So she helps entrepreneurs and probably not just entrepreneurs set up their life for abundance and work-life energy and profitability Oh, we just love that. I cannot wait to get into all of those. So good morning. Thank you for coming on. Good morning. So good to see you. Nice to be here. Yes. So tell us how you even got into this field. Like I love that so many more women are talking about money and wealth because I think for so long it's been like very taboo for women and it's been like such a bro field and it's so nice to see more women being like no yeah you actually can have wealth and don't have to apologize for it yeah um yeah it doesn't have to just be old guys talking about money right right um so yeah the way that i ended up here is that i was a photographer that was my full-time awesome um, thing. That's all I really ever thought I was going to do. And I basically finally started having success in my photo business after a couple years of like, you know, struggling, being broke, yeah. like trying to figure it all out. And I basically got really frustrated that like, why didn't they teach me anything in school that was going to be helpful? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I went to art school, like I knew I was going to be a photographer, like no one freaking told me anything. Right. Um, and even like all of my parents are business owners and entrepreneurs, but it's a very different thing to be a business owner in, you know, 2015 yeah. and 2012, whenever I started, um, then when they started. And so even though I felt like I had guidance, I mm-hmm. didn't really have the tools that I needed mm-hmm. and I didn't have the community and I certainly yeah. didn't have anyone talking to me about what the heck mindset was and what, oh, just what a freaking journey it is to yeah. own the business and like yeah. have all your, your stuff come up and come with you as you're right. trying to like make money, network. Mm-hmm do sales, you know, serve people. And it really was like, it really, yeah, it kind of happened the summer of 2015. I I always just say like, I got hit over the head by the universe of like, (laughs) 
<laughs> like you're supposed to go help other creatives now because like yeah. you figured it out. And I really was like, I'll start a blog. I'm just going to write about yeah. you know, boundaries and how to price yourself. Amazing. Um, and so I, I thought I was going to start a blog and I started a second business. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, the like the really big thing for me in my photo business was when I figured out how to like make my rent from a two hour shoot. Wow. So Good for you. Yeah. And it, and the thing is, right. It was like really just me being bold enough to be like, right. what do I need? What do I yeah. want? How much can I, you know, physically work? Yeah. And what, what is that, you know, price tag? And, um, it really was a game changer for me. Yeah. And so I knew all of the things that I had struggled with along the way. And then I really was passionate about helping people figure out how to price yourself and um, the mindset that goes around it. So yeah. this is like the longest answer of all time, but- No, I love it, keep going. You know, I just, I was really fiercely passionate about helping other talented creative people. Yeah do what they actually want to do, you know, what yeah. to do in school, like actually use their skills and gifts and be able to make a living from it and yeah. not have it be such a mystery or, um, you know, play into that stereotype. Or like feel bad. Like I can't tell you. So I do a little bit of business coaching. I tend to take on like one person at a time. Um, but I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I talk to and how many I work with who like feel really bad about pricing appropriately. Yeah. Like they're just like, oh, I could never charge industry standard. And it's like, are you in the industry? Yeah. Yes, you can. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Why do you like, and I, I think, and you must run into this all the time with artists, like the starving artist trope, right? You're not a real artist if you're if you're not suffering for your art. And it's like, you can make really good money and, and do what you love and get paid well and be good at it. And like, you can be a real artist and not starve. And, and be a it's good okay. person. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah. so many people get tripped up is this idea that if I want more money, I'm going to be greedy. If I have oh, yeah. money, I'm going to be an asshole. Sorry, I don't know. Contact all the money shit. <laughs> Especially women are taught like, oh, I love this. I love this. Yes, keep yeah. So, yeah, I really, I, I got into it and um, I didn't set out to be a coach. That was like not my, not my game plan. At yeah. Um, I wanted to put to, uh, events on and do panel talks with okay. artists and go into schools. And so I, my plan was not to be a coach, but um, that's how it ended up working out for various reasons. And Sometimes the universe has a different idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like, oh no, bitch, I'm going to put you in the right spot. Yeah. And honestly, coaching is like the most, it feels like the most natural thing that mm. I've done that I could do. Like, it's what I've kind of always been doing. Yeah. Um, and even when I was working with my photo clients, I was like, where are you getting your business cards? Like, where are you marketing? Where are you networking? Yeah. You know, like I wanted to talk about the business stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, everything over the last couple of years, it's really been amazing how everything has kind of come together where like, 
um, you know, when I was little, when I was younger, I wanted to be a dancer when I got older. And now I incorporate like some movement into my work. Amazing. And, um, you know, like my spiritual practice really grew over the last um, six, seven years. And so, like, yeah. And so like, I do a lot of meditation with my clients. I do intuitive energy work with them. I read the Akashic records. Like I, nice. I, I get to bring everything to my clients now. Yeah. And, um, the, the thing that is kind of like my, my whole philosophy now is around the original definition of the word wealth. Mm. So the original definition was the condition of well-being. I love that. And so when I share that with people, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be like a greedy egomaniac if I'm building my wealth. Actually, I'm creating well-being for myself financially, physically, professionally, personally, right? Like all of the areas. And so for me, I find that really helps shift people's perspectives on just how they're building their businesses and how they're taking care of their human selves along yeah. the way. And I I have found that like money is an amplifier. So money and power are amplifiers. Like who you are gets amplified because money is power. Like so who you are, if you are kind, if you're giving, if you care about other people like that just gets amplified you can give more you can help more you can support more like for me for me like with therapy i charge a certain rate that also allows me to build in a sliding scale so like if clients can't afford my self-pay rate i just see them at what they can't afford i can only do that because everyone else and insurance pays me a certain amount like and i'm always upping what insurance pays me i'm like i'm gonna bleed those motherfuckers dry like give me money insurance but it like you can you can have wealth you can make money and be ethical but so many people are taught and get the messaging again especially women that you can't it's not okay to ask for more it's not okay to take up space it's not okay to demand what you're worth yeah but it should be yeah and i mean uh, like i personally think you know we're all priceless so it's really hard to say like here's what i'm worth or here's what my you know art is worth like yeah pricing pricing to me is very subjective and so i always encourage people like it has to be realistic for you it doesn't have to be quote unquote reasonable for other people yeah but you're right. When you when you have the information of like, here's what I need so that I have a profit and so that I can take people at different levels or yeah. I can give scholarships or I can donate yeah. a certain amount. Like yep. there's there is so much power in understanding like your own numbers and yeah. then being able to apply your values to right. to your work and to your wealth. Right. And there's nothing wrong. Like I run into um a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, well, like I, I feel, especially women, because we're nice, right? Which like the big heart, not the problem, yeah. not the problem. Getting around the money shit that we have is the problem. Yeah. And a lot of entrepreneurs who say like, well, but what if people can't afford it? Like, what if people can't afford my services? And it's like, well, you can create different packages. Like not everybody can afford to work with me, 
but I literally have a free podcast. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's such a funny thing. Like I, I was talking to a client the other day and you know, she was like, I really want to be affordable. And I was like, okay, that's completely fine. Except, you know, like number one, what does that even mean? That's different. Right. For affordable for who? Yeah. But also not everyone who needs your work is broke. 100%. And so many people really have that mindset of like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, forcing them to pay something. I'm going to be taking something away for them. Or like, I don't have to work with you. Everyone who needs support is, is broke. And it's like, <laughs> that's really not, that's not accurate yeah. at all. Right. You know, and just because people also make a good amount of money doesn't mean that they don't need therapy, healing, right. art, like coaching, yeah. like all of the things. So yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a fun thing about <laughs> money mindset and, you know, exploring yeah. all this stuff is there's so many different fun ways that it can really oh come in and fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people like, and I, I love this work for entrepreneurs, especially because like, I think entrepreneurship is one of the, listen, you want to do some personal development. <laughs> you want to meet every single fear you've ever had, but never voiced. Yeah. Start a business. Exactly. Start a business. All of you said it earlier, all of your shit comes to the surface. Your fears around being seen, people judging you, your shit with money, relationships, yeah. loss scarcity like yeah. <laughs> all, all of the things yeah. it is the biggest vehicle for personal development so it's like and i find that so many people struggle to say like it, for me something that like i have struggled with and that i see other other people struggle with is like it it really doesn't have to be hard like it doesn't have to be hard and adopting that belief and saying like oh i can actually work less and make substantially more money and then the guilt that comes with that, where you're like, these people work, like there's so many other people who work literally a thousand times harder than I do. Yeah. And they're, they're struggling. And it's like, we can take that guilt, we can carry it, and we can say like, well, I'm a bad person for doing this. Or we can turn around and say, okay, well, clearly I know something they don't, and I'm just going to release that knowledge. Like, which then comes back to you, where are your values? Like, it's okay to not struggle because you have knowledge or you have a certain amount of privilege that like being able to share that knowledge is its own privilege. And then you're like you denying your gifts and struggling where you don't have the capacity to do that. This one, a lot of different ways, but here we are <laughs> like you struggling where you don't have the capacity to share what you know, doesn't help anyone. It literally does everybody a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that, that's one of the, like, I don't know, big questions of the universe that I don't have the answer to is kind of like, why are certain people, you, you know, seem to be kind of like destined to to struggle and to not make money and other people can make, you know, millions and billions. And I, I don't have the answer for, I mean, there's lots of layers to why that is. But I think one thing that I have really learned is that you having less than never mm. helps anyone else. And whether that's less right. money than you want and need, whether it's less support than you want and need, whether it's right. less love, whether it's less self-love, whether, yeah. you know, whatever, whether it's less safety and comfort, you know, yeah. like you having less of anything doesn't help anyone else have more. Right. Right. 
Yeah, 100%. And I think like we become, I think it's a fine line between like, I want to help everyone and I'm a martyr. Like you can't martyr your way into helping people. Okay. Yeah. Mother Teresa still had a giant support system. <laughs> like yeah. she had money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The girl had money. Yeah, it's true. And, um, you know, it, it really is like a, such a cool thing. I, I think, um, you know, what I found is that like people would always show up asking me for help with money, but really what we're doing is working on them as a human. And yeah. so I kind of say like money is a portal to the self. Yeah, um, I so, love that. Yeah. Like show up, we're going to work on your money stuff, but really it's about you. And, yeah. um, yeah, you get into, you know, like family patterns, cultural mm -hmm. patterns, you know, what? past life stuff we get into. Like there's what? so many, you know, different influences that have made us who we, you know, are in this moment. Yeah. And being able to unravel those and unpack those and talk about those, um, you know, it like I'm sure kind of same thing with therapy. It's like just mm -hmm talking things out yeah. is like the biggest game changer in the world for most yeah. people to just have that safe space to yep. explore themselves. And like, yeah. that is actually what changes things. Their relationship with themselves is what yep. changes their relationship with money more than them, you know, like just I more than know, a strategy, more than like yeah. a financial strategy. Yeah. Right. Cause you can have like, I will, I will, die on the hill that like the statistic that 90% of businesses fail in three years is not because they can't do the to-do list. Yeah. It, I will die on the hill that they fail because they can't get past their mindset. Like yeah, it's because the first three years you're, I mean, talk about trial by fire while you're drinking from a fire hose. It's like you're on fire and you're drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. So if you can't get past your mindset, then, then it doesn't matter what strategies you have. Like yeah. if you can't come to terms with the fact that like you have a business and that business needs to make money and that is okay, then you're going to sabotage yourself at every cost. Because if you believe that rich people are horrible, that people who make money are horrible, that all business owners who run a profitable business are greedy assholes, and yeah. you don't want to be a greedy asshole, you're going to make damn sure that your business fails. Yeah, for sure. And for people sure. don't even realize because they're not to what you were saying earlier. Like they don't recognize that belief pattern. They don't understand the beliefs that are driving their behaviors because they don't know how to say, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it really is answering those simple questions, which have complex answers with someone <laughs> right? right like because yeah. you can sit there and try and do it on your own mm -hmm. but that's why like I'm such a big fan of coaching because um it's having that other person who's willing to ask one more time but why <laughs> yeah you know oh, I love the why like please my clients always tell me I sound like a toddler because I'm like but why but why? And people are like, damn it, Amanda. And I'm like, no, I need to know. Yes. That is literally what I tell people. It's like, go into toddler mode, ask yourself why, 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 until you really get to the root. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I was plugging in my computer. 
And you know, something that I find a lot is like people don't do self-reflection. Like I can't tell you how many people I run into and I'm like, because I'm in this field, right? And this is something I experienced with a lot of clients. They're like, oh, well, they don't realize when they're not doing their own self-assessment, how many other people are also not doing self-assessments. And it's like, oh, you really have no idea the motivations behind what you're doing. And then you can't make a con, like you remove your ability to choose if you don't know why you're doing something. So then if we talk about that in a business sense, like people end up with a business that they didn't choose, that's not intentional, that they're a slave to. And then they're like, God, I hate, hate running this business. And it's like, well, yeah, you didn't choose any of it. Like, yeah, you didn't build it the way that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like those outside influences, you know, consciously and subconsciously that are impacting you. Um, and yeah, I'm really all for people making empowered choices. And I think that, yes, unfortunately, um, so often people seek out, you know, a coach or support and they're like, just tell me what to do. Right. And there's lots of people that yeah. are like, you just do it this way. And that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. And then, yeah, people either get stuck because they're like, this isn't working for me. And I don't know why. Or yeah. they end up running their business in a way that really doesn't feel good to them. And yeah, um, then we have to, you know, like break it all down, restructure everything, you know, break the bonds, like and start over. But um, yeah, it's, it's knowing yourself, I think is like the best thing that you can do if you're a business owner. Right. Because otherwise, how do you know what's, what's working, what's not? And it's, I think it's easy when you're afraid of money to chase money. But mm -hmm. if you think about like the energy of chasing something, it also implies that you're never going to have it. Versus like being very rooted in who you are and being very authentic to what works for you, you actually attract. So yeah. it sounds like something that you take people through is like knowing yourself so that money turns around and comes to you. And that's something that I see a lot is like when you're in alignment, everything is easier because you're not blocking your own blessings. You're not blocking your own success by being out of energetic alignment because you're like, you're just doing the right things for you, which yeah. means your success is always coming. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a like personal process, right? And, you know, I, I always like to say like your wealth is going to look just like you, right? And so Ooh, explain. I love that. Um, just in terms of like doing things your way and also not trying to recreate like someone else's business or someone else's brand or, you know, feel like, oh, I have to do it, you know, someone else's way or that, you know, my goals aren't enough or um, just really being very clear and confident again in like your values, your goals, your ideal mm -hmm. lifestyle, like how you want to work, you know, like what you're really after with everything. Um, and then not being ashamed of what you have chosen and what you want <laughs> yes that's such a big piece of it for my clients when I take them through really like what do you want 
Like yeah. what are your desires and where have you made yourself wrong for wanting those? Because that's yeah. gonna give you your blueprint yeah. for exactly what's not working and how to move forward with more ease is allowing yourself to have what you want, go mm -hmm. after what you want and do it in the way that really makes sense for you. Yeah. Do you, um, <laughs> I just love everything you just said so much. I love everything that you just said. I want everyone to play it back. Okay. <laughs> do, um, do you know Ramit Sadie? Uh, no. He's in the personal finance space. He is, in my opinion, one of the best, 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 most empowering financial educators out there. Mm -hmm. um, he talks a lot about a concept called a rich life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's very empowering with money. He's extremely education-based. He's like, understand how money works so that you can live the life that you want, which is very similar to how you work, which <laughs> love. And he talks a lot about how your rich life should confuse other people because it should be so personal. Yeah. It should be so personal. Like it should fit you so well that other people are like, what, why would you do that? And it's like, that's how you know you're on the right track, right? Like, yeah. So for my business, so I accidentally, well, it was kind of both. Like I have a problem with authority that I don't respect. Like I have a problem with authority that is authority because of a title, not because they earn it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I always knew I would work for myself because I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I was very lucky to have like really quality bosses when I was um, working for other companies, but I always knew like I was going to do it my way. Yeah. So like as a therapist, I do things quite differently. And you as a money coach do things quite differently, like incorporating this, their spirituality. So I work out of my farm. Like right now we have eight turkeys that hang out with us during our sessions. Like <laughs> we sit in lawn chairs in my field, Wow, which is very, very different. Like most therapists are in an office. We are not, we sit under trees. Like it's lovely, but it works for me. Like, and it was so easy to build because every step of the way I was like, what do I want? What do I want to do? Like I literally work from home so I can hang out with my dog all day. And like people love our dogs. They love our animals. So like when you, when you keep that in the forefront, which sounds like where you go with people, what do you want? Let's build from there. You're going to automatically do the right thing for you. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, it's not always easy to do that, but it will make things easier. 100%. Like, do you, I tell a lot of people, like, if you do the hard things early, your life is easy. If you avoid doing the hard things, you make your life very hard. Yeah. Like being in alignment takes a lot of courage. It's not always the easy choice, not only because people don't get it, but because you know, we react to when people don't get things when they're like, that's insane. And you're like, but is it, it feels good, but maybe I'm doing it wrong. And then we get into the second guessing and perhaps it's not, you know, normal in your industry or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not easy. It, it's not easy. And most of the time it doesn't make sense on paper. Right. But that's why I tell people, like, listening to your intuition is actually the most logical thing that you can do. Can you repeat that, please? Listening to your intuition is the most logical thing you can do. Yes. One thousand percent.
right? But we've been told that's illogical, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you basing that on? Why do you think you can go do this? And I will say like, this whole business has made no freaking sense from the start because I listened to my intuition. And, but it made perfect sense. To me, it was the right thing. It was exactly the path that I needed to take because Mm -hmm. when I was starting out, like, I had this deep calling to start speaking to people, you know, start doing talks. It was like, well, I've never been a public speaker. I have no idea how to do that. I don't know how to put together a lecture. You know, I like, you know, I've been behind the camera. Like I'm shy. I'm there's all these reasons that it made no freaking sense, but I really allowed myself to honor that calling and just give it a go. I didn't go and take public speaking classes. I didn't go and like learn all the things about, yeah. you know, giving talks. I was just like, by fire. Here's my idea. I'm going to pitch it and then I'm going to give it a go. And I started speaking and I was like, oh, I freaking crush at this. Like why? I don't <laughs> even know. Like I had no idea that I could do that, but that was just where my intuition was leading me to go. And it was to this day, like getting speaking gigs has been the easiest part of of this business and you know like it just it didn't make any sense and when I you know decided that I was gonna host retreats like oh I need to talk to you about those yeah it was like it didn't really make any sense like I hadn't done them before and didn't really have any background in it but like I'm freaking awesome at hosting retreats and hell yeah you know there was obviously fear along the way and nerves along the way as I was oh, doing sure. all these things. Um, but listening to my intuition really has been like the biggest guide in this business and has been probably the the reason that like, A, I've done so many things and B, I've kept going. <laughs> right. Because it's not that everything was super, super successful, but it was like, I kept listening to my intuition and that mm-hmm. taking me, you know, to this step, to this step, to this person, to the yeah. next thing, and just has been, you know, carving out the path for me. Yeah. And I find that it's never wrong. Like those things that are on your heart are there for a reason. Yeah. And, and I also find that like when people don't follow them, they get bigger and bigger consequences until they're forced to. Yes. Until the universe comes up and smacks you and then keeps smacking you because you're not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they're like, hey, bitch, yeah. you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And really, like, so often I find I it's like my clients know what they want to do. It's like they just need someone to be like, that's okay. You can go do that. And oh, just yeah. with a little bit of permission. Then they're like, oh, okay. And then they take off and fly because, you know, uh, yeah. It, it just, again, it's that like very customized blueprint that no one else is going to give you. Right. Right. And it's I love that. And I, I love that you say that because I 100% believe that you're right. Like people always know what the next step is. We second guess, we talk ourselves out of it. We think we have to be quote unquote logical about it when it's like, if you know the next step, that is the next step. You don't have to know three steps down. You just have to know the next step down. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I had a, um, I had a client who I 
banned her from saying, I don't know. <laughs> I do that with all of my clients. And I say, no, 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 we can't do that. Eventually yeah. they're like, oh, I can't say that. And I'm like, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, because there, there's something there, yeah. that, whether it's just a feeling or an idea yeah. or, you know, like an inkling, right? Like, yeah. You know, most of the time, unless, you know, I'm asking you like a math question and you really don't know the answer, like probably, <laughs> probably you have some idea of what you're called to. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I always say, if they say, I don't know, I say, well, what's your best guess? And then they say the thing and I'm like, okay, good. You're right. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like wherever you're landing, you're correct. Yeah. And then I love that because. I find that good coaches don't give people like a program. They teach them how to think like that's the point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, there's a lot of convolution in the coaching industry, I would say. Yeah. And I think it's really awesome that we can kind of have overlap between like teaching and coaching and consulting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can kind of come together. But I think the mistake that a lot of people make is thinking that because they're a coach, they have to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And that if someone's showing up for coaching, that they're expecting just to be taught or just yeah. to be told what to do mm -hmm. or to be given, you know, like here's the formula and take off. And yeah. really for me at the core of coaching is like guiding people to their own answers. Yeah. And so I, I can, you know, share my advice and my insights and, you know, my knowledge like all day long with them. And I absolutely do. But I don't want anyone to. I don't want anyone to do business the way I do business. I want them to do business the way they want to do business, you know. Right. And I want them to be the human that they want to be, not to try and be me, you know. Right. And so it is all about asking the right questions and creating space for people to find their own answers and also again that that self-permission too right yes here's what i know is for me you know okay what what's keeping me from allowing myself to you know move forward with that and you know yeah yeah i just love that that process of people being able to really speak their desires and then mm -hmm. figure out the best way to take action on them yeah and unapologetically too, like I, I cannot tell you how many people I have a client right now who not a business client, a therapy client who they don't know. And I run into a lot of therapy clients who, who have this issue. Like they don't know how to dream. They really don't know. And I never thought that that was a process that I would have to teach, but I had to learn how to systemize it because I have so many people who literally don't even know where to start because they don't know anyone who lives their dream. They don't know anyone who thinks they can, you know, have power over their circumstances. Like they don't know, they don't have anyone in their life who they've ever seen say, I want this thing and I'm going to go get it. And they just like settle and settle and settle and like build themselves a prison. And I, I watch business owners do that. And it makes me so sad. And I watch primarily more women do it than men mm. where they just, they can't even speak a desire because they, they block themselves automatically. As soon as they think of it, they say, Oh, but I can never have that. Yeah. Oh, but I can never do that. And it's like, but if that's on your heart, 
then it's doable. And there's somebody who's already done it, which proves that it's doable. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, I mean, you tell me, but I feel like that stems so much from how people are raised and what their parents oh my God, yeah. encourage them to go after. And like, oh, yeah. I, I was really blessed in that my parents are both like artists and business owners and musicians and, um, you know, I've had like multiple careers and um, they, their, you know, encouragement to go after, mm -hmm. you know, photography and go to art school and just yeah. go after what's going to make me happy. I yeah. think that was like the best gift that they gave me because I really felt confident and like yeah. I'm allowed to go pursue what, what makes me happy, what I'm passionate yeah. about. And like, I didn't think there was any kind of limits on that. And yeah. I think that's what a gift. Yeah. Like that's so many people did not receive that growing up. And so that is kind of something that like can, can be learned, but also like yeah. has to be learned, right. If you're going to be, if your goal is to grow, it has to be yeah. learned. And it, like, you know, if we're, it takes an intersection of like, you can, you can only grow when you're safe. So like mm -hmm. if you grew up, um, in like a home where you were unsafe, if you grew up in poverty, like obviously your first priority is safety. So then you're not like, Oh, I'm going to build, you know, this thing like, yeah, people do it, but that's much more rare than it is common. Yeah. But it takes a certain amount of like safety, which again, like a really good coach does is they hold that safe space for you so that you can step out into dreaming so that someone looks at you and says, well, why can't you have those things when you're talking yourself out of it? And then they're like, oh, well, there's really no reason that I can't. Or one answer I get a lot is like, well, I don't know how. And it's like, okay, we'll find someone who's smarter than you and pay them. <laughs> like <laughs> find someone who's done it yeah, and go be in their circle. But a lot of, a lot of this process too is like getting around people or even just like exchanging energy. Thank God for the internet, things like Instagram and, and Facebook, like you can exchange energy with people who have done what you want to do. And they're so accessible now. Yeah. So that way, if you have no one in like your personal circle, well, now you can, you know, literally follow people and say like, okay, well, like they came from a similar background to me or, or they built this thing that I really, I really think that I could build, but I don't know how. Yeah. And it's like, everything is also learnable. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that really is such a key too for, you know, growth is who, like who you're surrounding yourself with, right? And being oh. in the right communities and being able, like that's definitely been such a huge part of my own journey is mm -hmm. being in communities and being part of groups and masterminds and stuff yep. with people who, yeah, have a different perspective than me and are further along than me and, mm -hmm. you know, have made more money or have, you know, whatever it is, like really having your community is, it's just freaking huge. And <laughs> there's so many options out there for like where to find community these yeah. days. And so, um, yeah, I love that. I, I love that there's just so many different spaces and that there's, mm -hmm. you know, specific spaces that are like specific to women or um, you know, uh, like black women in business or indigenous business owners. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that there's really those niche groups yeah. too, because you know that that's one thing for me too. That like, 
I've had to work on through this coaching journey is like, I'm really dedicated to working with a diverse set of clientele who don't, Mm -hmm. you know, look like me, sound like me come from the same background. Um, But I'm also not the right coach for, for everyone. And I think it's Mm -hmm. really like a beautiful thing when someone can be like, you know, I, I want to go work with a quote, a coach who's, you know, um, who understands my lived experience yeah yeah Yeah. like you can really get niche with it these days and find exactly those examples of people who are like you who have done it and who can help guide you and yeah yeah, thank goodness for the internet so we can find those people yo for real because it i think when people start leaning into like not that they even have to believe it's possible But just the possibility of it being possible is enough to crack open that door. And it's like when that door cracks open and a little bit of light gets in, you're like, what what if I could do it? Not like I can do it. Not everybody starts there and a lot of people don't. But just saying like, okay, well, what if I could? That is an empowering question because the next question is, how can I? Instead of saying, I could never do that. Right. Well, why not? And that's something I ask people all the time. I say, why not? And they say, oh, it's for X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You made that up. Yeah. You just made it up and decided it wasn't true. Right. And like allowing yourself to start at step one. Like so often I find yes. people get messed up with that too, where they're like, but I have to like do, you know, seven, eight, nine, and 10. I'm like, okay, but you also have to do like step one. Right. And that's okay. Like you can, you can be at the beginning, you can be, you know, a starter, like that's completely fine. And um, like, let yeah, let's not like get too ahead of ourselves before we've even, you know, taken step one. Right. Well, too, when you try and step into a space that you're not ready for, like, sometimes it's too much and your nervous system is like, ah. yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe we need to, we need to scale back and that's okay. Like slow growth is better than no growth. Like you can walk, you're still going to get where you're going. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't really subscribe to like the, definitely not into the hustle culture and also not into just like this overnight success that I think a lot of people think is how things work because that's what's portrayed on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. I love, there's a quote by Steve Martin, I think, if I'm misquoting it, forgive me, Steve Martin, um, that says it took 10 years to become an overnight success. Right, yeah. And I'm like, that is so true. And like, yeah, and not hustling just for hustle's sake, right? Like, obviously, it is a lot more work in the beginning because you're building from zero. But if you're building it intentionally, if you're getting the right support, then ideally, it becomes easier over time and then you get into the space where you're like oh okay like this this wasn't that bad but a lot of people if they're not doing it intentionally and they end up out of alignment then they end up working three times as hard and that sucks yeah it sucks like i don't want to work harder than i have to no i mean a lot of times i feel like business isn't hard but life is hard and you know humans are complicated and business is simple but you know we're humans running businesses so like (laughs) it ends up being kind of like we're complicated little gremlins yeah um but yeah i think i think that's one of those things is like allowing yourself to find the ease 
Mm. It doesn't always mean it's going to be easy, but allowing yourself to find the ease through all the different, you know, stages and, and pieces of business, because it's really like, it's an ongoing journey. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to one point and then like you're (laughs) set for life. (laughs) Right. As soon as you hit the goal, you're like, oh my God, here's a new thing that I'm going to go do. New level, new devil. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's an evolution. So I think just being able to like, you know, surrender to that a little bit mm, and, and yeah. find the ease even when you are going through hard times you know yeah. um I find too that your intuition always knows where that is. Like I think of the intuition as like water. Like water doesn't complain when it hits a rock. It just finds the e- the path of least resistance and yeah. takes that and it's always the right path. Not that that's always taking the easy way out, but it's to get where you want to go, the least resistant path, like water doesn't complain. A river doesn't complain. It just flows down a mountain. Like, yeah, I love that. And your intuition is the same way. Your intuition automatically knows where the path of least resistance is because we are also wired to do the least amount of work. Like our bodies are wired to spend as little energy as possible. So it's going to already know where the least energy intensive spot is and then it's like okay cool like i'll just do what my inner wisdom already knows to do and once you get in that cycle like the ease comes because you're not fighting your body or your own inner wisdom either which is so nice yeah i love that um, metaphor and it you know it brings up something for me which is like there's times when your intuition's going to be like, sit back, chill, like mm. take it easy. And there's times when it's also going to be like, it's go time, like get yeah. your butt up and like, now it's time to go and like leaning into the momentum. And, yeah. you know, there are like, you do have to navigate what are those moments and being right. able to say like, okay, yeah, I was kind of sitting and chilling and, you know, just like flowing for a while. And now yeah. like, I do actually want to put in some more energy, some more, yeah. effort, you know, do something new. and. um yeah, it's like, that's an interesting part of growing the business too, is yeah. just being okay with like, sometimes I'm just going to kind of be, you know, chilling mm-hmm. cruising along. And then there's some times where it's going to be like time to put in the work and build yeah. and you have to know how to be okay in yeah. both of those moments and what you need in both of those kinds of experiences in terms of like yeah. your support, your time management, like, you know, yep. just all of the things but um yeah i love i love that metaphor of like intuition as well it oh because it always knows and I, it's hard i it was definitely very hard for me to come out of like the hustle phase because like building a bit like you do have to hustle in the beginning okay like you have to but you don't always want to stay there we're not machines like we yeah. need rest periods too so going from like building to sustaining i was like oh this is weird yeah, this is weird. It took an adjustment for sure. Oh, I just, oh, you're, you're just so good. I love this. Okay. <laughs> so how do people find you? If they're like, Sonia, yes, please. I want you to speak wisdom into me. I want you to like, I want you to salt bay me with these like little, little sprinkles of nuggies and knowledge. Like how do they find you? Yes. Come in. I will salt everyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. So I'm under real world creatives everywhere. That's my website, my Instagram, Facebook page. Um, I mostly hang out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of my favorite place to, to 
hang out and connect with people. Um, but yeah, you can definitely find me through my website, which also has um, my podcast. So my podcast is called Wealthy in Pajamas. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can find that on Spotify and probably some other places, but. Um, That's so clever. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, talk about like doing, you know, doing wealth in life your way. That's like quirky and weird. It's like everyone else is like, I'm going to put on, you know, like uh, the red bottom heels and do like photo shoots in Paris. Right, right. I'm going to get into my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I tell everyone, like, if I don't have clients, I'm not wearing pants. Like yeah. <laughs> the guy I'm seeing is like, you don't wear pants at your house. I'm like, no, it's my house. Yeah. I would never pants. I can't tell you how many times I've had to go run after animals. <laughs> And I'm just like, sorry. Also, you're welcome, everyone that drives by. <laughs> I, I'm totally that like crazy lady who's in her yard, like in her robe. I mean, like, like my dog. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Like, this is my like, version of a rich life. Yeah. So this is my it. land. I will be naked <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> Wealthy in pajamas. That is hilarious. Okay. Yes. So, real world creative. Do you only do one on one? Do you do like group programs? How do you, how do people work with you? I do a little bit of everything. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I love doing one-on-one. -on -one. I also love doing groups. So I have a new group that's starting in September. Um, that's small and intimate. And then I have one-to-one. -one. Um, I do single sessions as well. Sometimes that's nice. what people need. We just really bang it out and like, <laughs> yeah, they just need like a recalibrating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have everything from, you know, two hour sessions to uh, more intensive one-to-ones for four, four months or six months. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, I do groups along the way. And yeah, I kind of, I, I just love to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it's your business. You're the HBIC. So you get to do what you want. <laughs> yeah. And I love speaking in other people's groups and on podcasts and, so um, yeah, always happy to like, you know, be a guest somewhere. I really love uh, giving back in that way to other people's communities. So yeah, um, yeah, come on yeah, in. I love it. <laughs> we'll come find a right. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I love that. Dude, thank you so much. Like this was, this was so good. Yeah, I so enjoyed it. You had really good questions, so. Thank you. It's almost like I interview people for a living. <laughs> It's like we've done it before or something. Almost like I've done it. Oh, okay. You were such a doll. So real world creative. And if people only remember this next thing you're going to say, I know. What would it be? Well, that's so much pressure. Um, Not sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I want to drop something really good. But... Um, I, I think really, truly the best thing to walk away with is that your wealth will look just like you and your well-being gets to be customized to exactly who you are and exactly what you want to feel and how you want to live and work. And your version of wealthy is just right. Mic drop. Okay. Yes. That was so good. Oh, thank you so much for yeah, hanging out. Thank with you. Us. This was so fun. This was fun. Oh, we love. All right, fam. Go figure out what wealth looks like for you. We love that.